0: <laughs> another di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital c- c- citizen. Another digital c- c- citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.
1: It is uh, the fifteenth of uh, December. It's episode three hundred and twenty-three. No funny jokes about that, other than three, two, three. I
2: guess that's a uh, palindrome. Uh, hello, Luke. Hi for everybody. Palindrome, yeah. 323. Three. Yes. Uh-huh. That's It's pretty palindrome. pretty hilarious. Palindromes are the funniest of n- numerical uh, <laughs> words. Yeah. Yes. So funny. So funny.
1: Um, I I am in a bad mood.
2: Uh, are you in a good mood? Uh, I'm in a uh, in between mood, I'm not really in a good mood, I'm not really in a bad mood I suppose but I just uh-huh. woke up so you know when you wake first wake up in the morning you, sometimes unless you wake up in a bad mood uh, you're not really in any mood. That's true
1: I woke up uh, with uh, there being dark outside and I'm going to bed uh, when it's dark outside and tomorrow I will wake up and it will do, be the dark outside and I and I will go to bed when it's dark outside. Can somebody please send me some l- little sunshine, please?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been pretty dark here, but not because of the sun. It's like uh, just overcast and it, like mm-hmm. d- super dark, which is a little yeah. depressing. I yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. And I haven't slept
1: very well, and I'm in a bad mood, and people are being assholes, and... Anyway... (laughs) That's my opinion. People are being assholes, in general, including me, by the way. I'm... I'm... I'm a big, big old asshole. Okay. Big, grumpy old asshole. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm happy about something, though. I'm very happy uh, that uh, we still have the world champion of chess. That is very good. Very happy about that.
2: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, won- Magnus won what, in game 10, I think it said? I could be wrong. Yeah. Right, okay.
1: Yeah, it is the earliest uh, a champion has... Uh, like, received their title. I mean, it was like seven and a half against three and a half, and he didn't win one single match. And uh, Carlson won three Three or four, what in so, a row? Uh, no, uh, of all.
2: Oh, all overall, all okay. Matches. I was like, yeah, yeah, because at the beginning it seemed like they were fairly tied, Drawing a lot, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. he must have, I think broken the barrier or whatever, you know when you are yeah. like uh when you begin to lose. Right, and then there's no co- turning yeah. back, right exactly. Pew,
0: pew, 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 pew.
2: Yeah,
1: but uh now uh uh so I'm I'm happy about that. Uh other than that it's like so Norwegian football. Let me talk two seconds about Norwegian football. All right. Talk about, like, something very, very stupid. So, uh, there's a little uh, uh, little, uh, part of Norway called Trondheim, and they always have had the best football team called Rosenborg. And Rosenborg has been, like, the one that has won... Uh, It's like it wins every every year Uh, because they have a lot of money and they have been in the Euro Cup and that gives them even more money to buy things. So, but uh, in I think it's been the two, three last years they have been in like not financial trouble, but uh, uh, on the field they haven't like done as good as they did. So And I really, really don't care about Norwegian football, just to be extremely clear. Uh, but it's so interesting, when, when some other teams uh, do good in Norway, the press in Norway is like, it's, it's the birth of Jesus Christ. It's like, it's like, it's the biggest news that they ever can find and, and it's impossible To live in Norway and not be interested in football. So you kind of have to watch it, even though you don't want to. Because it's what everybody else is talking about. Do you get my problem?
2: Uh, kind of. Uh, I felt that way in, like, middle school, maybe, when there was, like, Monday Night Football and everybody would be talking about Monday Night Football on Tuesday Mm. at school. And if you didn't watch it, then you were kind of left out. But, uh... Mm -hmm. I grew out of caring what those people thought (laughs) in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So what you are saying is that I am a late bloomer and I shouldn't care.
2: Uh, I mean, you don't always have to care what other people (laughs) think or like, you don't need to always have like all the information that they have, you know, that's, that's what I've learned is like, um, if you don't, If you're not following something somebody else is following, there's always some other conversation you can have with them about something else. Whether it's whatever the weather or what they did that day or some food you had last night or whatever else, there's always something else to talk about. But I think think my main
1: problem is that mainstream media in Norway is so impossible to consume sometimes. Because uh, it's so narrow, I, I feel right. like uh, I feel like uh, if I if I uh, look at English newspapers like the Guardian or even the Sun or, or yeah any other newspapers the Independent uh, they are not very narrow. They try to like cover the world, but it's like oh we have problem with postage. Packages are not, like, coming true. Okay, cool. Uh, then it's, like, uh, Vilja is 13. She, she fears uh, the quarantine Christmas. Then we have this case of, like, it's, like, it is so, like, we we, we can't see outside of our community. And, and that's something that uh, it, it kind of, like, it... It, 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 it follows from, from, from the Norwegian media. Like, I have to be, go pretty down on, on, on the cases on, on NRK before I find something international. It's only because of like no, Norway news is very occupied with Norway. And I don't think I see that in any other uh, newspapers, even in Denmark and, and Sweden where I sometimes, like, read the news, it seems they are occupied with the news from their place, but they are also, like, worldwide consequences. Like, the the case, for example, like, going on now in uh, the States with Gislaine
2: Maxwell, it's like nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about that here either. It's kind of blacklisted. Um, I mean, in America, it's kind of separated... Just I guess probably because we're so much bigger, but like if you go to an individual state, there's like local news, and they mm. talk about local issues. Mostly they sometimes they'll talk about national issues, but local mm. news stations generally don't talk a whole lot about international issues unless it's like a huge story, like uh, I don't know the Iraq War or whatever, mm. some type of war or international craziness, uh, but. Like generally, they focus on like local issues, like local news does. Uh, Mm. That's changed a bit over my lifetime, just because those news stations have all gotten bought out by conglomerates who all own also Mm. international or international slash national news. Uh, So the coverage gets mixed more, I guess now. Mm. I mean, when I was, I guess when I really before the advent of the internet, like people would go to n- local news stations if you were in the state and l- look for the weather at, like, uh, whatever, when the news came on at 8 or 10 or yeah. whatever. And I even remember when I was a kid, oh, check, check the, the weather on the 30s or whatever it was, like every 30 minutes they would, or every hour on the 30s they would do the weather report. Mm. And I look at that now and it's like, I go online and I have three different websites I can go to and (laughs) see the weather in the the exact location, like pinpoint the location I exactly want to see the weather, where the local news, when they did it like that, it was like, it was focusing on the one biggest city in the state or maybe one or two biggest cities in the state, and Mm. the weather that was going on there... Then everybody in the whole state had to be like, oh, that's how the weather's going to be for me? Okay, yep. Like, Mm -hmm. that whole information change has happened um, with the local news, but I have a feeling that's kind of similar just because you're not, your country is, they're doing local country news, and then I guess you would have to look at, like, I don't know, BBC or something else for international news. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That, that's the problem. So I guess that's yeah. the only like way I can think of it is like the difference between like a national news, MSNBC, CNN, Fox type, you know, cable right. news versus like a local news station that's like whatever ABC Seven Nashville or whatever it is, right? Right,
1: right, right. Here in Nashville, we're, yeah. But but uh, I lived in a place where uh came a newspaper out like every second day. And, like, oh, one of their headlines were, like, uh, the neighbor of Julian has gotten a pig. And that was, like, their headline. And it I goes, like, who the fuck wants to read this? Like, it, why Why is this in circulation? Who cares? Like, it, 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 it's so weird for me that, like, people buy
2: kind of those kind of... New- newspapers. That's got to be today. for old people, because I, I I imagine that 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 kind of news was really a thing. Like, I don't know, eighty years ago, a hundred years ago, people right. would get newspapers and they're like, "Oh my gosh, Farmer Jensen sold his pig for <laughs> right for six for six bucks, right. <laughs> right? That's the most I've yeah. ever seen a pig go for. Like, yeah. and that was like big news. And like, I think that kind mm. of stuff has maybe not fully not even in america in certain places i'm sure like more rural areas and stuff like that people follow like the farm report and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. it's still a thing it's just like depending on who you are i think you're going to consume it less i think probably older people consume that kind of media so they still probably have some of a customer base but i bet Mm -hmm. those kind of things aren't going to be around forever uh yeah. But I can tell you of all the things that we are going to
1: cover in the news, absolutely nothing has been covered in Norway.
2: <laughs> like I
1: I'm, I'm not joking.
2: Wait, none of the like,
1: f- stories we're talking no. about? Oh. Nope. Not not that I I I can remember to see. For example, British High Court rules that Julian Assange can be ext- extradited to the US. Never talked about in Norway.
2: Uh, it, Yeah, they stopped. I haven't seen it in a few days, but the first couple days, at least, there was news of this. Um, and it seemed like they were twisting everything to make it all... There, there was a lot of lies going on in like, M- MSNBC, CNN, for sure, about this mm. whole case. Uh, But the British Appeals Court has handed the United States a victory in its efforts to bring Julian Assange to trial, overturning a lower court's ruling that had blocked his extradition out of the fear that he may commit suicide while in custody. Uh, The judge ruling opens the door for Assange to be flown to the U.S. to face charges that he disclosed classified documents harmful to the national security uh, in violation of the World War II-era Espionage Act. Okay. Question Do you think they will kill him when they get him? I think so. I think he'll probably, I don't think he's ever even going to make it to the United States. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right here, it, there's an article by The Guardian or no, the Hill. On the side here, it says Julian Assange's brother says uh, WikiLeaks founder is being treated, the way he's being treated is a slow motion murder. Which it kinda right. I'm I i do not know if you heard, but the day that this ruling came down he had a stroke in prison. Mm. Mm. Um I and it could take up to so a year shocked. for for him to even go there because he <sighs> still has the ability to appeal, um appeal this decision, and then if that appeal doesn't work or they don't allow him to appeal, then mm. he can take it to an even higher court. Um his lawyers have said that they they were they will do that, so with all that, as far as like them trying to appeal and everything else, that takes time, and then yeah. um, the decision has to come down when they want to uh, extradite him if they're going to, or if the in the, the reason they the judge uh, allowed this to go through was because. Uh, of the uh, We talked about the assurances they had given that they wouldn't put him in a maximum security prison unless right. he did something that required them to put him in a max, maximum security right. prison. They also yeah. said they would not uh, put him in solitary confinement unless something happened yes. where they needed to put in him in solitary confinement. Super vague, yeah. Um, one of them was uh, that they may allow him to be extradited to uh australia which of course is his home country which brings Mm. back the question of the fact that they're charging him uh, him under the espionage act Mm. which of course he's not a u.s citizen so how do Mm. you how do you charge somebody with espionage Mm. when it's not even their country right (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i this
1: uh, this case is just like it's ludicrous upon ludicrous um, and uh, and I don't... I, I really, really, really don't understand what I am thinking. I have no fucking idea. A,
2: a lot of the Biden administration is blaming Trump for this, saying, oh, we we can't do anything. We, our hands are totally tied, but they, of course, are yeah, not. super tied. At any I point, think. the Biden administra- administration could drop the charges against Julian Assange if they wished. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I've realized this week about this whole case is the idea of extrajudicial sentencing. For instance, like, the United States is saying that they're going to charge him with crimes against releasing information on their government, right? The Espionage Act. They're charging a a foreign person with a charge that is an American crime, right? A foreign person is being charged with an American law, even though they're foreign and they, they don't fall under the laws of American. So if this go, this going through actually opens a precedent for the United States to extrajudicially enforce American laws on foreign individuals. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you could be in a country, I don't uh, we're going to talk about a country very soon that is going to legalize marijuana you could be a citizen from that country and there and smoking marijuana and then could the united states come in and say oh well our laws say you can't do that in america so you're under arrest right Right? so that's what's happening here that you when you put it that way think about how crazy that is that the united states is like oh well you broke (laughs) our laws you're not of course an American, so you don't fall under our laws. But we're going to come to a whole other country that isn't even your country and charge you mm. with our laws. <laughs> right? It's totally yeah. nuts when you think about it.
1: Yeah, no, it makes absolutely zero sense. And I, I, uh, I have to say that to the, when I read this, I was like, I, I, I got yeah, I got very, very upset because I, I know how shit this case has been from the. From the first day. Uh, We have covered it for years now, and there's absolutely nothing that will convince me that this will go in the right way. There's absolutely nothing pointing to that this will have a happy ending. And I dare to say that I see that everything uh, pointing to uh, that he will be dead very, very soon,
2: and I find that a
1: extremely sad
2: right i mean he's got kids he's got a new wife um he's got family he's got brother and father and everything else his brother's out there fighting yep. for him there's i've seen and they're torturing her him they're torturing him this is torture right uh, i mean the human rights uh the european of human rights but right? European Court of Human Rights has come out and said against him saying it was torture. Um, Multiple other groups have come out saying that he should be released. Uh, Multiple groups coming out saying Biden should do something uh, especially after the revelation from Yahoo News that uh, the CIA um, tried to murder him in the embassy, uh, assassinate him. Uh, but that the the idea, the concept of the CIA doing this was never uh, uh, allowed to be raised in this court case. Um, right. It it was. Con- it, says, it even not. says here a large, largely technical ruling. The two judges did not take into the account the broader issues raised as to whether this prosecution violates press freedoms or whether the CIA had engaged in proper. In, in improper conduct when they develop plans to abduct Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy and possibly assassinate him. So none of those things went into the ruling um, which I think that that will be brought up in the appeal. Um, yeah. But I think uh, the, the whole concept of press freedom is definitely under attack. Uh, all types of press freedom because this is, was the big. If you were to watch MSNBC or CNN, they would say, "Oh, he he's being arrested for hacking uh, mm. f- of the 2011 um, documents, uh, which of course he didn't ever hack. He never hacked anything. All he did was get the documents and publish them. So, and uh, in- he they're saying he encouraged her to hack the documents. So, so he's like, he's complicit in the hacking." But when you think about it, if uh, if he did that, we've even said this in the past, everybody who used the documents, the Washington Post, every the BBC, every newspaper that published the documents that he released in 2011, they also mm. published the same documents, so should they also all be put in a, a, the gulag, basically?
1: Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, and to make things even better, Epstein and Maxwell... Pictures at Queen Resident in Balmoral. Bal- Balmoral?
2: Is that how you say it? I don't actually know how you Balmoral. say it. Balmoral. 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 Yeah, Scotland. Oh. I'm sure we're butchering that Scottish. just because it's Scottish. Yeah, and it's probably. Balmoral! Like that. Balmoral? <laughs> The cache of images in, introduced at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial includes fo- a photograph of her and Jeffrey Epstein relaxing at what appears to be Queen Elizabeth's royal residence in the Scottish Highlands. Uh, the U.S. prosecutors showed photographs in a court with an effort to demonstrate the closeness of their relationship with bo- uh, which both the lawyers and her brother have sought to downplay. The defense for the mm. team for Team Maxwell, who pleaded not guilty, has argued that she has been a scapegoat uh, to put in Epstein's place. Newly unearthed picture shows Maxwell smiling in the distance as she relaxes in Epstein's arms on the porch cabin, uh, on the cabin porch, and it appears to be the same building in this photo. Um, Of course, if you look around, I guess, uh, Mm -hmm. there's also, here it is, where it says, has it been widely published? There's a picture of this exact cabin uh, in this exact spot where Queen Elizabeth is sitting on the exact same bench. So it's very... Mm -hmm. And you can see the tree line in the background and everything is very similar. So
1: who do you think maybe invited them
2: there? I wonder who that could be. According to this, uh, Prince Andrew invited them... What?! to stay over at the (gasps) Queen's Scottish estate in 1999, citing an anonymous... This is cited by an anonymous woman who said she joined the trip that Epstein went uh, as part of a week-long trip to the UK. Uh, Right. Prince Andrew uh, has... This has brought renewed attention to Andrew's 20-year friendship with Epstein. Yeah, but they didn't know each other, so where's that? Right. What we're seeing... Today, judge in Prince Andrew suit says documents should be unsealed. A secret, se- secret 2008 settlement for a lawyer in Prince Andrew said he would protect. Says it would protect him against the lawsuit. Uh, the agreement was reached between Virginia Gouffre and Jeffrey Epstein. Um, G- attorney Andrew Butler has argued the deal shields Prince Andrew from a separate claim, which has been brought by Gouffre this year. Um, That makes zero sense. How does that protect him? Uh, It's the same... It's the Cosby defense. Oh, yeah. It's the reason Cosby got out. And it's the same thing that Gisley Maxwell tried to do, but it didn't work. So, um, in theory, this shouldn't work. But it says here the document should be made public on or before December 22nd as part of the case. So, that's one week from now. So, it says on or before... Mm. So I imagine we're going to talk more about this next week. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I can't wait to see
1: all the documents coming out. I mean, her little black bo- book, for example,
2: can't wait to read that. I can't wait. Yeah, the little black book uh, was supposed to be released in this trial, is what we had heard, and that's what had been reported. But the judge is saying... Uh, Gisley Maxwell's Little Black Book to remain secret after Judge warns against needless name-dropping. Well, that's not fun. (laughs) I totally was all aboard the needless name-dropping, to be honest. Yeah, me me too, to be fair. (laughs) That's kind of what I was almost in this whole deal for, Mm -hmm. is the needless Mm -hmm. name-dropping. But the Little Black Book uh, allegedly contains the names of an Nearly 2,000 world leaders, celebrities, and alleged victims, uh, but it will remain secret. Miss Maxwell's defense attorney came to an agreement with the prosecutors over the weekend to not release the 97 page directory to the public. Uh, she wanted to avoid needless name dropping during the trial. The book is filled with yeah. contact details of Miss Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein's famous friends, including Prince Andrew. Uh, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, uh, and had been mentioned sporadically still during the sex trafficking trial. Mm -hmm. So they have... I mean, it's being mentioned, they just... uh, Yeah. Yeah, they just aren't... uh, It's not being allowed to be released. uh, Is it going to be used in... uh, Yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to be released at all, so...
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, no. I I boo that... Yeah, I mean, they came to a deal with her lawyer or with the lawyers, both lawyers, uh, the defense and the prosecution decided it was a good idea as well as the judge. So um, I guess uh, what's going to happen now is the the prosecution is done and the defense is going to start like they're starting to prepare to do defense. And I think next week is when. The defense starts their case so we'll mm-hmm. probably talk about that a little bit next week that will be interesting do you think this little black book
1: contains some cnn producers
2: it might contain some cnn uh staff of some type maybe even some hosts uh possibly maybe a host that
1: uh, has uh, got fired maybe Possibly, but we're not alleging Maybe. anything specific. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not mentioning anybody's name. No.
0: No.
2: But according to LinkedIn profile <laughs> uh, of John Griffin, who was arrested on FB, by the FBI on Friday after a federal grand jury charged him with enticing minors to engage in unlawful sexual activity, according to his LinkedIn profile, uh, it says he worked shoulder to shoulder with ex-cnn anchor Chris Cuomo who was fired earlier this mm. month after an investigation into uh, in, an investigation by the New York Attorney into how he helped his brother the governor defend himself against sexual misconduct oh. uh, john griffin 44 of stanford connecticut was charged with three counts of using a facility of interstate commerce to lure minor and people claiming to be their parents to train them to be sexually subservient the US Attorney told uh, the US Attorney's office in Vermont said Uh, the court documents did not list an attorney for Griffin who has been working for CNN for about eight years the charges against him are deeply disturbing we only learned of this yesterday afternoon and have suspended him pending investigation CNN has said. I think we need to find a new a- acronym for
1: CNN soon.
2: Right, they're just falling apart, that place, aren't they? Yeah. Like, every week like, something worse comes out. I
1: don't think that's a good news organization before this happened. And I definitely don't think it is now.
2: <laughs> it's like,
1: it's a very, very, right, very we have bad. i
2: ob- we ob- them very... Um, clearly, or maybe not very clearly, but pretty obviously, I guess I should say, pretty obviously kind of covering for Chris Cuomo, and then this comes out this week, uh, and it's like, okay, well, were they also covering for this guy? We don't have any evidence of that, mm-hmm. but uh, he was working there for eight years, and nobody seemed to know anything about this, so I don't know child meeting network, it's yeah. <laughs> hmm? not bad, no? yeah,
1: no. Shadow Needing
2: Network. When you said needing, I was picturing like how, like with a K, and I was like, oh, that's kind of not good. And then I was like, oh, wait, he needs N. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) No, I'm gross. Yeah, that would even be worse. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, From one uh, asshole to another asshole. Uh, Jesse Simolette, I am so extremely happy about this actor found guilty of lying about attack. Uh, aren't you happy, Luke? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it, this definitely is the correct decision, I believe. The U.S. Yes. actor Jeff, Jesse Smollett lied to the police when he claimed to have been vi- a victim of racist and homophobic assault. Uh, at trial this week, he stood by denials that he staged the hoax attacks against himself. Uh, prosecutors counted that he lied for hours on the stand as he repeated what he told the police. He was found guilty Thursday of five counts of disorderly conduct. Each count carries a penalty of up to three years in prison. Uh, given the lack of previous convictions, experts have said a lighter sentence uh, or even probation is possible. Um, the trial stems from the incident three years ago in January 2019 when he was... The, when he told police he was victims of an attack... Uh, right.
1: Yeah, That uh, this took so long. It's so weird to think about. Because when we had our first like tournament of scandals... I remember it uh, at least being there. I think it maybe one, And, uh, yeah. And now we're, we're getting the ramifications like three years later that seems a little like weird but I'm extremely happy that uh, this happened because uh, I, I I think it proves once and for all that you you can't always get away from it even if you're a famous celebrity
2: This says here a lawyer for Smollett said the team obviously respect- respectfully disagrees with the jury's verdict and they are 100% confident that the case will be overturned On an appeal, authorities have Mm -hmm. said that Smollett wanted to boost his profile because he was dissatisfied with his salary on the TV show Empire. By the fifth season of the show, he said he was paid $100,000 per episode. Uh, He was eventually written out of the show, after this controversy, of course. So Mm -hmm. it kind of backfired. He wanted more money. He got a whole lot less, meaning zero.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Look... What's the what is the capital
1: of uh, Malta? Uh, Malta, I've uh, I don't know. Me neither. Uh, it is Valletta. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Google.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's close to Italy.
1: Well, I know where Malta
2: is, kind of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malta is the 10th smallest country in the area, and it is actually the fourth most densely
2: populated. Isn't it an island? Mm-hmm. Right, so of course it's going to be densely it populated. Cis- it's an island. <laughs> yeah. It's between Sicily and
1: North Africa.
2: Yeah, I have a general idea where it is, and I know it's an island. I, I don't know a whole lot about the culture there or anything, Um No. I I mean, it's a Mediterranean island, right? So I assume they have that kind of vibe, that kind of Spain, kind of, you know what I mean, Uh kind of thing going on? But uh, Malta is uh, now the first UN... uh, no,
1: well, that's not true. EU, I said UN, but uh, they are the first EU nation to legalize cannabis.
2: Uh, Malta will become the first European country to allow limited cultivation and possession of cannabis for personal use following a vote on Tuesday in Parliament. Um, Luxembourg also announced similar plans in October but its Parliament has yet to give a green light to the measure. The Malta law, which was approved by 36 votes to 27, allows adults to possess up to 7 grams of cannabis or a quarter ounce. and grow up to four plants for personal use. The bill was promoted by Owen, Minister Owen Bonisi, who says Malta has adopted a harm reduction approach with the establishment of authority to regulate the sale for personal use by adults. Uh, oh, it will be sold by adults for from non-profit associations. Okay, so it's not going to be... That's one thing about America that's kind of ruined the legalization of cannabis is then, like, Marlboro came in and they're like, we'll make our own cannabis cigarettes. Right. But is it a little
1: bit weird that I was 110% sure that the Netherlands
2: have had this for years? (laughs) No, no, it's been illegal the whole time. Like, it's always been illegal there. They just, it's like, um what do they say it's they just don't prosecute it like it's against yeah. the law but it says it even says here smoking cannabis in public will remain against the law so anybody caught mm. sm- caught smoking cannabis in front of a child will be liable for fines from 300 to 500 euros which is 340 to 565 dollars okay but who goes out and outside and smoke it Actually, to be honest, I just, like, a few days ago, was driving down the street and saw a dude just smoking a joint on the side of the road in Oregon, where it's totally mm-hmm. legal to smoke, but it is still illegal here to smoke it in public. Um yeah. But I don't, I, like, it. number one, if you're if you're smoking, like, a giant bong on the side of the road, maybe, but if you're smoking a joint, yeah. there isn't yeah. a, actually a whole lot of actual probable cause for a police mm-hmm. officer to stop you, because they can't prove just by looking at it that's a joint or that it's a just a pre like a self-rolled tobacco cigarette it could be either just by looking at it so unless they like open up the car window and smell it or or walking down the street by you um Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, and even then i don't know depending on the cop here in oregon they might just be like whatever that you know what i mean who cares (laughs) you're not hurting anybody really I, I agree. There, there is
1: a difference between those two things, but it's so weird. I, I was like, "Wow, so the Netherlands doesn't have this." I was, uh, I was like a little like shocked. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I knew that kind of, but I, I didn't think about it. Anyway, uh, somebody that. Uh, Needs to smoke more marijuana or cannabis is uh, Mr. Alex Jones. He needs uh, he needs it, I think. Uh,
2: Don't yeah. Think? Actually, I was just thinking. It doesn't. Isn't Portugal? Isn't all aren't all drugs legal in Portugal? Am I wrong? Portugal. Yeah. I, uh, let no. me look this up. No, Portugal has a pretty strict. Uh, uh, it says right here on Google, Portugal decriminalized the public and private use, acquisition, and possession of all drugs in 2000, adopting an approach to focus on oh. public health rather than public order of priority. Is Portugal not part of the, the EU? EU? I guess that's probably what it is. Okay. Huh. Maybe. Yeah, like uh. you can do heroin in Portugal, and it's not against the law. Oh. That's what I'm to understand. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, Alex Jones. Uh, Right, i got to get to the article. Alex Jones may be on heroin, actually, because he thinks uh, the lethal Kentucky tornadoes were caused by a weather weapon uh, that Biden was using against his own country, I guess. Alex Jones has Mm -hmm. suggested that the devastating tornadoes that wreaked havoc across Kentucky and five other U.S. states last week were actually caused by Joe Biden wielding a government weather weapon. Uh, Mr. Jones, a far-right radio show, Shock Jock is what they call him. I don't know if Shock... Shock Jock? He's uh, not exactly jock. Howard Stern. No. Howard Stern's no. a Shock Jock. He's more of a psychopath. Um... The, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just checked. Uh, Portugal is a part of the EU. Oh. Huh. which How did they mess that one up in the article? I... No clue. Hmm. Okay. Uh... Yeah, sorry. Maybe we need to do more research on Portugal. But I, yeah, that's what it I said, so. so I don't know. Spirit, yeah. uh, right here. Uh, we... uh, where was I? Uh, oh, he claimed that... Fu- Alex Scherz, yeah. He claimed a five-year-old speech about theoretical ways to stop global warming is proof that the U.S. government has been working on dangerous weather control technology. <laughs> and he's, this is a quote. Uh, so the question is, referring to Mr. Biden's administration, did they use these weather weapons to cause tornadoes? That's a legitimate question to ask, he said. Uh, okay, I- I'm going to take a little defense of Alex Jones, believe
1: it or not. Are Americans working with that kind of technology? Sure. I mean, we talked <laughs> I mean, about
2: weather control technology and in the past yeah. when we were doing main topic stuff and we know that the technology... there's t- types of technology out there i've never heard of a t- we when we were doing research they never said anything about tornado creating no weather technology right and we, and we know that
1: some kind of technology actually surround because you can order uh, someone to fly over where you're going to wed uh, have a wedding and have no rain for example
2: or the so and- it is Saudi Arabia, where they're insanely rich, they have cloud-making machines right. so that, because it's a desert, they they can create rain kind of, in, uh, using these giant machines that are super expensive to use. Right. So so Alex Jones is correct that uh, there are
1: that kind of technology. Going from that to uh, Biden using it as a weapon is a little like far-fetched.
2: Uh, Mr. Jones said, I can play you an hour long lecture by John Brennan when he was in the CIA, when he was the CIA director, admitting that, oh, other governments don't like what we're doing. It can cause weather problems. Uh, weather weapons were first developed in the 50- 50s, so they think. You're stupid and they don't want you knowing they are doing all of this they've got carbon systems they're putting in big huge en- e- geoengineering systems terraforming terraforming systems and they're sucking the carbon dioxide out of the air when it gets uh when it's a trace gas that we need uh, hmm. you will die if your house gets filled with carbon dioxide but sure <laughs> Don't think about that, look. Okay, Come on. sorry.
1: <laughs> it's not that dangerous. Come on.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe we do need it in small amounts, but I just, like... Yes. I don't know about that. <laughs> sorry.
1: I find that very funny. Uh yeah no, but uh I I, I wonder if 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 uh, he needs to 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 stop uh proclamating things like that and like focus on real things like UFOs. UFOs
2: are real. Uh yeah. Um we're gonna see two different UFO videos here. There's yeah. a new uh this was the first one that came out this week. A new video circulating on social media has uh has fueled the ET debate. The footage was reportedly captured by a pilot who was flying over the South China Sea at an altitude of 39,000 feet. The video shows a set of three mysterious lights uh, of four uh, forming, uh, creating a formation moving through the clouds near Hong Kong. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, this is like a minute long, even though it says it's longer. It's it's only a minute long. So, oh wait, I got to unmute. Okay, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Kind of loud. Well, focus. We're zooming in, obviously, and you can see. So, I don't six. know. F- no, there's like twelve, and they're no, means. moving to the right. It that seems is, like. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No, see, it's twelve. Yeah. It looks
2: like geese. Well, they're moving in a formation. That is how geese fly, for sure. Yeah. Maybe it's just geese. They're really gigantic geese if they're geese, because that's pretty far away. Good, because yeah. he zoomed in. Remember how much he zoomed in? Yeah. So in theory, those things have got to be. But they have the movement of geese as well. Did they? I didn't. Those, I didn't see that.
1: I, I kind of think. I actually think that are uh, geese. Gone. Okay.
2: All right, and then because it just the it just wings. replays the video there, so
1: you uh, kind of see, see them flabbering back and forth if you kind of look into the video yeah huh anyway yes
2: sorry uh right here it says hmm. uh somebody said they think it's I- IR flares um what is that infrared infrared like a fl- like a flare in the ca- like a flare a camera flare uh, oh. Being maybe caused by the window or something else like the sun bouncing off the clouds, possibly something like that. Okay, a reflection off the cl- it's a oh, uh, reflection off the cockpit bla- glass or mi- military flares. Oh, like flares up in the air, like they shot military flares. They shot military flares to thirty nine thousand feet. I don't know about that. And that uh,
1: seems a little high. Yeah,
2: yeah uh, I guess I don't, I don't. know a whole lot about military flares, but you, I wouldn't want to shoot them above the clouds when you, the whole point of them is you want people to see right. them. But yeah. Uh, but then, uh, if you go into the update, uh, uh, there's a TMZ article that came out mm-hmm. just a couple days ago with a video from California. Uh, UFO swarm of lights uh, sighted in Chino Okay, pause get back to zero Alright, give me countdown whenever you're ready for this one Yep, in uh, 3, 2, 1, play Ah! That's all. That's loud And their video <laughs> player is garbage Yeah, it looks Someone's like it. octopus Some moving it looked, they're shooting the sky, but it looked, I thought the same thing. It looks like they're shooting like water. Yeah.
1: It looks like a old no beam going up to show that these are just lights.
2: There's a lot of them. I don't yeah. even know. 20 maybe? 30? At least. Well, yeah. some of them down there aren't moving, and some of them are moving. Yeah. Anybody know what that is? The show
1: is a lot of them. <laughs> the show is a lot
2: of them. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it looks like you're There's, looking through water, even though you're looking at the yeah. sky. That's what's so weird about yeah. it. Whoa, shit, that was loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty, that's scared <laughs> <me. sighs> That TMZ l- sound is so loud. Yeah, they do not need that. And they've, it's oh. been that way the whole time TMZs have been around, so... <sighs> that scared me. Uh, Anyway...
1: Uh, There is this notion that there is a war on Christmas. Uh, It's driven mostly on on the right side of politics. That uh, you're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. Uh, is something I have heard from Fox people. Uh,
2: Is that actually a thing? uh i mean i think people even when i go to like the store and there's a cashier i sometimes they'll say like during this time of year they'll say as you're leaving oh merry christmas or something like that mm-hmm. so no <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Trump is uh, going to tell the truth of having a war on
0: traditional christmas this is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Every year, conservatives commit the same bullshit as the War on Christmas. War on Christmas, there's something new. Something radical bullshit that suddenly happened, like we're gonna tear down Christian traditions. Well, let me first say one thing. You already started that in the area you always look back to. Yeah. If I watch all American movies from the 50s and so on, well, there's not much Jesus in them, but a lot of Santas and so on and so on. So the war on Christmas had really started the years ago by the same people now say it's a war on Christmas. I don't give a fuck if people say war on Christmas or happy holidays or greetings motherfuckers, because this tradition about celebrating something on the 24th or 25th was an old tradition they already had in many cultures a long time before. Even in Norway they had it. That's why they put Christmas on that date, because they already had traditions on that date in many countries in the first place. Well, but then they said, I think we should have a war on Christmas, because I'm since Christmas is fucking bullshit the way it's treated. Now, last year I talked about creating your own Christmas traditions, like don't give a fuck about going to church, or eat what the fuck you want, uh, play Christmas songs the way you want it, have your Sinatra Christmas or sub-pop Christmas or fucking whatever. But I think it's tear down the Christmas traditions. And one thing I really think should be teared down is bullshitting of buying each other gifts. Yes, we buy too much bullshit to receive even more fucking bullshit to make fun of that all the bullshit that we have. I don't need anything more. Last year, I didn't give a... Well, it was a nice present I got. I will not say that. But the best thing I had last Christmas was visiting my sister I haven't seen for over a year, meeting my my cousins, meeting my brother-in-law, having Christmas dinner and seeing my aunt that I hadn't seen for 2 years. My best memories from that Christmas is all the nice people that I'm to meet again and spend time with again, the people that I missed. This year I missed a lot of things, none that have to do with material things whatsoever. It's has to do with the things like playing on theater stage, being in acting. When I'm doing politics, it's okay to sometimes have meetings over the screen, but I miss the colleagues. I miss meeting people, having a live debate with them there and then, and meet colleagues from other political parties. Yeah, you know, we don't have a two-party system in Norway. We have tons of parties, so that's why. And so on and so on. So I think we should start a war on the Christmas bullshit. Or a war of Christmas, what fucking whatever. Because if you say something against conservatives, they always say it's this war. So why not? I'm gonna use the same rhetoric. War on don't give yourself too much gift. Give a fuck about the gift. Use money on the poor instead. This year I'm not gonna buy presents. To some of my family members, I'm gonna dedicate money in their name to what the course is like, giving vaccines or giving food to people who don't have, people don't have so much, and so on. Not because I'm a fucking great guy, I can be a really fucking pain in the ass and a fucking asshole, according to many people. But because it's the right thing to do. If everybody did that a little more, poverty would end. Maybe. We got a better world. We create a better world by sh- showing other people we- that we are good people, or... Inspire people to good good deeds. One thing I also will s- have to stop with is the bullshitting of those assholes that says... That Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's an action movie. From a fucking era that we don't like. The 80s. Yeah. The Reagan fucking bullshit fuck era. Or the Bush senior retarded area. Now, I'm not going to talk about Reagan and blow jobs or why they got a finger up his ass or not. But some of the Christmas movies can go fuck themselves. I'm going to watch my Christmas movie this year, and that's Gremlins. i also going to watch Hellraiser. And I'm going to drink a lot of alcohol because they are not kids present. So, we should start some war. Bo- Sometimes people should not spend more time with their family. I like mine. There are other people who don't give a fuck about theirs. That's no shame about that. It's no shame about spending Christmas with people you don't like. I think we should have war on every dish news. We shall always have war or conflict or something like that because you are always going to ask questions about what we're doing is right. When we argue against conservatives and so on, we always done it that way. That was build the country. Yeah it was, maybe. But it was everything you used to build your country on good. I would not say in any country that says everything they used to have is good. We used to beat the women like much more. Well, that was not very fucking good, was it? And we can go on and on and on and like this. Even our movies we see today, we see things like, oh shit, did we used to say that? And so on. So... People, there was a lot much more over the topic what I was talking about, but fight against fucking Christmas. Call it Yule as we do in Norway. Eat pizza, get fucking drunk, get fucking high, have an orgy. You this can be a special time of year. Celebrate it the fuck the way you want it. This was Trump. Trundle. Trump the truth. Have a long good fucking Christmas holiday and I will see you next week. Bye.
1: That was uh, Tron telling the truth as usual. Thank you, Tron. Um, TV around. I have seen a lot of chess. I've seen
2: one TV show. Two, two actually, yeah. Okay. Um, something that came out yesterday, I think, which you've probably mm-hmm. seen little bits of, but not the whole thing. Shatner in Space. No, I haven't seen anything about that, actually. Right, you saw, you, we talked about William Shatner going to space. Right, right. You're and right. you probably saw the video where he comes down and, uh, and talks, they have the champagne. Talks, yes, yes. Yeah, and he's with Jeff Bezos and it was made fun of quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. That's It's that except extended to, they started the documentary when they actually first met up to ask him if he wanted to go on the rocket, and then they followed Shatner all the way up until, you know, uh, when he does the flight, and then even come back, I think it was like two months, or a month later, something like that, and, oh, how do you feel about it now, in, in reflection of, like, going to space for the first time. Um, actually pretty well put together, like, uh, kind of do- spe- docuseries special, just a one-off. Okay. I mean... As far as, like, the filming is good, the, the composition, everything is good. William Shatner is actually slightly entertaining, but I think he, that's just because he's William Shatner. You know, he's just generally kind mm-hmm. of entertaining. Um, it, You know, Jeff Bezos is still creepy, and they try to kind of humanize him for sure in here, and it almost makes him creepier to try to humanize him. Um, it was kind of moving in a way, because Shat- the way William Shatner talked about, like, oh... Uh, as a kid growing up and, like, seeing, uh... uh, thinking about going to the moon and then actually living through the first moon landing and then being on Star Trek and then Mm -hmm. later in life living through all those things and then actually getting to go in a rocket myself, like, towards the end of my life. That, That whole journey for him, that's kind of moving. So overall, I don't know, I give this maybe a... I'll give it a five point five. It's a little cheesy, and it's obviously just a huge commercial for Amazon, also. But um, mm. like kind of a PR move to be like, oh look how. When we talked about like the whole idea of sending industry into space, they talk a lot about that in here too. So I recommend checking mm. it out, but not a, not anything super special. Cool. Um, I'll do another one. Play-Doh squished on IMDb. What is this? Talking about commercials that are T V shows, uh, it's a giant it Play Doh? Com- it's a thirty five <laughs> minute commercial for Play Doh, yes. It's a reality oh, show. Nice. Uh, just like Lego Masters, it it's has been pl- Right. Yeah. It's Play Doh Squished where they have to they get assigned a certain like design element or something. Uh, I guess the mm. thing about this is it's very family oriented because it's like a team of two adults and two kids. Uh, and then there's three different teams, so it's teams of four, and they're not. It's not like parents and then their their kids. It's like one one team is like, this is our babysitter Tom and our aunt, and we're two brothers, and like or it'll be like, like it's very. It's not like it's never. At least the episode that I saw, it's never the. The parents and the kids are, are working together. It's like a random right. f- friend of the family or something like that, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of an interesting dynamic. It, it tries to bring in kind of more of a Nickelodeon feel than maybe uh, most like cooking show or design shows because they have like an obstacle, certain obstacle courses in this because it's more kid oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it feels very Nickelodeon overall. It's going to get a f- four probably. I mean, I've seen a lot of terrible reality shows very similar to this, and I was not as offended as I was for those, so. Well, talking about Nickelodeon
1: and all that, uh, I saw Saturday Morning All Star Hits. Uh, This is a Netflix thing with uh, Kyle Mooney in everything. (laughs) Kyle Mooney? Okay. Yes. So, it's uh, about this twin, like, twin hosts, uh, Skip and Traber, that is having this kind of, like, 80s and 90s television show where everything is very <sighs> uh, disturbing and very, very funny. I mean, it, it, it is very, it's a show where you kind of have to see it to understand the joke. I mean, it is very, very funny, but it's very, very dark as well. Dark? Uh, and okay. It's extremely dark and very disturbing, uh, somewhat. Yeah, but it, the parody part
2: of it is very good. I will give it a six. Parody. Yeah, that sounds interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should check that out. Uh, something... I don't know... I don't know how I feel about this. It's a show called 20-somethings Austin. Um... Yeah, I saw this was on Netflix. I just okay. didn't... I didn't know if it was on Norwegian Netflix or what, but yeah. Uh... Yeah. I watched the first two episodes, and it might be a guilty pleasure, to be honest. I, I enjoyed Whoa. both episodes, even though literally nothing happens. It. I mean, it's it's Jersey Shore. It's it's uh, Florida Bama Shore. It's all those different like shows where they put a bunch of people in a house. I mean, what does it say here? Uh, Description wise, eight twenty-something set out to find success in life and love in Austin, Texas, living together and learning. Uh, learning with each other, they experience the highs and lows that come with being an adult. So they just stick a bunch of people in a house that, like, all have different goals. And Austin right now is the super hip, like, new place for young, pe- young people to go to, like... Right. Um, that kind of don't have a huge direction in life and are trying to figure things out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of the new uh, hipster place to be, I guess. Um, and they the cast, is they have two houses though they have the women house and the men's house but they're like right next to each other so, like share a yard and everything else okay. um and it seems like they're there for a long time because you like you go over a few weeks even in like the first episode it feels like um oh, really? maybe a maybe each episode is a week or something like that yeah. i would say because the okay. time uh, goes really fast in this at least in the first hmm. two episodes the weird part about it is, like, what's what's the best thing about one of these reality shows? Is it the heartfelt um, talks on the back porch? Is it the fights when, when people get too drunk? Or is it um, people getting in relationships? Which one of those three things is the best thing about one of these reality shows? Fights. Nobody fights in the show. Everybody is really? like... Kumbaya. The entire, at least in the first episodes, there is absolutely zero drama. Mm. Even when the one person is like, "Oh, I really like him," but she's, uh, uh, or I really like her, but he's seems to they, like those two seem to be getting together. Uh, there's mm. no like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, pu- pull my claws Back out and you. try to get him yeah. and backstab you or what? She's like, yeah. oh well, they seem great together, and that's I'm like. <laughs> What is this reality show? What is happening? <laughs> it's like, it's... it's uh, Imagine Jersey, Jersey Shore, but they mi- get minimally drunk and they never fight e- <laughs> with each other. Wow. Right.
1: Sounds like a super exciting show there.
2: Right. I hey, so- but for some reason, it, it works. I don't know why. And for some yeah. reason, it works. You just have to watch it, I guess. So overall, mm. I'd probably give it a... I don't know, a 6.5? Mm-hmm. Did I mention I saw a lot of chess this week? Right. Uh, so I should do... Oh, I, I just... <laughs> I just talked about that. Sorry, I'm checking things off. American Auto. This was something you should definitely check out. It's on NBC. No. no. What? Everything, everything that has...
1: Uh, you and uh, the one thing of me watching car shows. Where
2: does it come from? It's a sitcom. <laughs> it's not a car show. Oh. And it has okay. Anna Gasteyer in it.
1: <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, that sounds like a, a, a reality show about cars.
2: It's about a, a car manufacturer. like a, It's a fake brand, like Ford, but it's like a oh. fake brand called... Pain, I think, which is a bad e. name. Pain, oh, like P A Y N E, right? So what is this called? Uh, American Auto. It's on NBC. Okay. I think there's two episodes out, uh, I, or at least I've seen two episodes. So there might be more out, but I think there's only two. Uh, it's got Harriet Dyer and Ty White, uh, John Berenholtz. It it's about like this company that the CEO dies, and this woman comes in, played by Anna Gasteyer, to become the new CEO, but she doesn't even know anything about cars. She's, like, doesn't like cars, she doesn't even know how to drive a car, she takes Ubers everywhere, and they hire her to run a car company, right? Uh, And so it's about her and, like, the ragtag group of uh, staff members that are working with her to try to uh, pull this... uh, failing car company out of the out of the gutter basically because a lot of the audio industry in America is definitely going down in the tubes because of you know foreign automakers and stuff like that. So that's mm. what it's kind of basing the concept on. Um mm. but I thought it was funny. The jokes are really good. It kind of feels thirty rock esque in a way, so I'd recommend it. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I both love Anna Gestire and Harriet Dyer they are both amazing actresses
2: yeah I'd gotta get, I would probably give this a 7.5 I guess oh that's high yeah it's very yeah. funny and it feels it feels like one of these shows like a show that I could keep watching or I could maybe not watch and then binge a whole season and do it in a day and wouldn't even notice kind of like uh, I don't know I guess um, I guess 30 Rock is a good example yeah <laughs> Mm. I but, really like Thirty
1: of Rock, so I I uh, I'm actually going to check this out. I I think I skipped it just because it was called American Auto, and you didn't know what it was, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ugh, oh, another reality.
2: I show thought it was, was going to be a reality about show cars. about cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh right. Uh, Let's see. What else should yeah. I? I got. To... I've seen chess. I got two more shows. Uh, this There's a New Zealand show called Creamery. Did you see this? Okay. It came out way earlier no. this year, but it just came to Hulu because it's <coughs> Hulu in America because it's New Zealand, so I, I thought maybe you had yeah. seen it. Um, so, it's about... It's very similar to another show that we saw that I can't remember the name of, but it's about a future where all men die because the virus... Uh, comes around that only kills oh, yeah. men uh,
1: uh, x or y or whatever it was called yeah uh
2: and x the last man was it called something like that why so? the last man would make more sense y, so i think that's man. what it was i remember yes. l- looking forward to that i actually wanted to see it because it seemed like an interesting concept but this is very similar uh mm-hmm. in the sense that yeah, it's got almost the same plot but I thought this was a better show to be honest um, okay. the acting's better the concept is more interesting because they um, instead of it happening and then you go from it happening and moving forward <coughs> excuse me you um, it they you see it happen and then they jump forward like a few years I think it was like mm. It said something like year or day three thousand plus uh, from the infection, and so now you're where the society has moved on to be just being women, and they uh, they're using the f- sperm banks that are left around the world to um, to f- to keep the society going. And whenever a male child is born, they die. Um, but the way they decide who gets inseminated is through like this lottery Uh, It's and it kind of turns into this weird cult I don't know you just have to see the whole thing it's called Creamery it's a New Zealand show Uh, I give this a I'm going to give this a 7 maybe a 7.5 as well I need to see more episodes of this uh, to really get a good grasp on it but I would definitely recommend this to you and then the last thing I saw was Grand Crew well not the last thing uh, but Grand Crew is also on NBC. Yes. Okay. This is a show I do not recommend to you. It's got Nicole Byer in it. She's, she's. Yeah. I would say the best part, but none of this is funny. It's more of a drama than it is funny. It's it's basically, uh, Sex and the City again, except not just with women. It's got one <laughs> woman, and a whole bunch of guys. Uh, but it's just they made it. They go out for drinks, and they talk about their relationships, and then you split off, and you see each one of them doing their relationship thing. And then they come back, and they have drinks at the bar, and then they go out, and they do... So it's Sex in the City again. I don't know why they keep making the same shows shows over and over again, just calling them something different. So this, I gotta give uh, a three. Okay. And then we both saw... What was it called? The Doc... Uh, Tiger, yeah, Tiger King,
1: the Duck Antle story. Okay. Yeah, this was on Netflix. Three episodes. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I thought about it when I saw Tiger King too. Uh, where is Duck Antle? Because he was very big in season one. Right. And I was like, Yo, why why is there no update on him? And I just thought that he was one of those that didn't want to talk to them and thought maybe he got out bad. But I didn't really have a super bad uh, impression of him uh, from season one. Uh, He was like one of
2: those that I didn't really... He was a... uh, Uh, I remember... No, he was the guy in season one who they accused of uh, killing baby tiger. So I remember thinking he was a bad guy because... uh, he would kill tigers was, once yeah. they got too old to use them as babies. That, that was, That's yeah. right. Thank you. Yeah, I
1: haven't seen season one of Tiger King uh, for a little while. So.
2: Right. I, I, just, uh, I just remember it because in this, um, they talk about the baby tigers in the freezer. That one mm-hmm. lady who saw them in the freezer, and she's like, I didn't... Uh, when you're in that situation, you're like, oh my gosh, it's terrible, but like, I'm involved too, so if they go down, I go right. down. Yeah. But I'm very happy they made this.
1: Uh, I'm very happy that they kind of let uh, Joe's case be Joe's case in Tiger King, and this was something completely
2: different. Right. Even though it's in the same universe. Okay. Uh, sorry. It is kind of in the same universe, but they like mixed in a different universe of this like cult Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. Yeah, and. I
1: found this extremely fascinating, and actually, maybe even better than Tiger King 2. Uh, but that's mostly because this is a very, very disturbing story.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, the guy is... He's, like, everybody's bad in Tiger King. Every one of them's a bad yeah. person, like we've said. Um and he seems like the worst of them all after this, but oh, I mean it's hard to not. say because like they they put it out as this whole one part thing where it's like focusing on just how bad this one guy is, right. where the other ones like all these people are bad, but you're kind of spreading out the blame yeah. almost. Um, yeah. It seemed like the ty- maybe they could have waited a little longer before releasing this from the yeah. second season. Because I yeah. was, I was, an, I wouldn't that say it was my biggest complaint. Well, that's not yeah. my biggest complaint, but I, I would say I was burned out on Tiger King. But it was like I could have had a little bit more of a break, and this would have been even mm. if would have felt fresher. Uh, but I understand, like trying to capitalize on the popularity right now and things like that. Right. I mean, overall, yeah. what it was about was the doc Antel, uh guy from Tiger King uh, who was in this weird Buddhist, su- pseudo-Buddhism cult, but also, like, crazy drug dealer, uh, child molester. That's basically mm-hmm. what it breaks down, uh, all, all about how terrible this guy was, or is, I suppose, <clears throat> and how he's gotten away with it all, basically, right? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest problems I had was them reusing footage from other things. Instead yeah, uh, of that, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's uh, I I couldn't agree more. That is uh, a very big gripe. That's uh, actually one one of the things I wrote down was like, why are they re- rehashing so much?
2: But I think that yeah. also has to, to that also has to do with them not giving you a big enough gap with season two. Because every time I saw a yes. clip that was directly taken from season two, because they also yeah. use stuff from season one. And I yeah. noticed it, but the season two stuff was more glaring because I yes. literally just watched that a few weeks ago. And it's like, mm-hmm. wait, it's like um, when you're watching a movie and they reuse the same shot over and over again of like a reaction shot or something. And it's like super obvious. Like it mm-hmm. it felt like that almost like I'm re-watching something that I just watched. Um, so, yeah, yeah that and was and deb- the way... Go ahead. Yeah and the way they the way that that it felt
1: like it was like uh, again i am saying that it's was good that they they kind of focused on on him but it also kind of like uh, it was like some like very very, very short things from joe uh, and other people and uh, and it felt like it 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 was kind of like if you haven't seen tiger king 1 or tiger king, king 2 you would be like Who is this guy and why do I care? So it felt felt very like a build upon things they have done before as well.
2: Yeah, and some of those clips, when they would just cut to Joe Exotic all of a sudden out of nowhere, it felt really out of place and almost shoehorned in there. Like they just needed to stick Carol Baskin clip of her laughing maniacally. Just to, like, cut to another scene, but only because they wanted to connect it back to Tiger King. Because you could have done this story completely um, on its own from Tiger King without putting any of the other characters. It still would have been a very interesting story. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it still would have been about tigers and stuff, but they needed all those other characters to, you know, uh, put the Tiger King name on it.
1: Yeah. So I
2: understand that, but... These last two have also felt a little bit like they're trying to I don't know uh, humanize Carol Baskin and make her like the good mm-hmm. guy, which I think they tried to do in season one is they wanted Carol Baskin to come out as the good guy and didn't realize right. that like wait she she maybe isn't she, that great of a person she's, <laughs> right.
1: no yeah you know and I I, I really didn't understand wh- why wh- like if they want to focus on him, that's okay, then focus on him. Right. Don't drag other people into it. When that is said, uh, I think this would have been better if it was published like in six months, uh, a little space. It just felt like this was a connotation of season two, and I uh, yeah, but uh, it's still good. Don't get me wrong, I, and I, I applaud the main woman in this. She's really, really, really strong. Uh, and how she talks about her sexual misuse uh, and things like that. She's super super brave. And uh, uh, I have a question that is kind of hard. Uh, what did you think about his alcoholized uh, ex-wife? Uh, how they used her, her in this? Because uh, that is maybe my biggest biggest problem. Der- who? The the lady that sat in a, a wheelchair and was, like, slurring all the time.
2: Oh, I don't even know who you're talking about. The old lady? Oh.
1: Yeah, the older lady, yeah. That oh. was her... His ex, ex-wife.
2: ex Uh... Because well, there was multiple very, like... ex-wives, kind of, that they yeah. had here, so I didn't know which one yeah, you're talking about.
1: the oldest about. one. The oldest one that, that kind of was, was slurring and they said was an alcoholic after... Uh, he left. It felt a little like they were abusing her to to a certain point. It was at least very hard to watch.
2: I, I didn't get that, but I, I mean, and I'm assuming they paid her and everything, so... Probably. But what
1: would you give this? Uh, I gave it a... a seven. Yeah, I would give it a seven as well. Well, let's talk about something that was definitely more funny. Inside Job episode 8.
2: What was it all about, Luke? Uh, Buzzkill, desperate to get some space from her father. Regan volunteers for a dangerous mission to the moon to make contact with a rogue human colony. Yeah so many funny jokes in this right it was all, uh, all just because this show is very much about conspiracy theories this was yeah. all based around like the whole the moon landing hoax and all the different conspiracy theories about the moon and the dark side of the mm. moon and moon worms and all those <laughs> other different crazy moon conspiracies right except for hollow moon mm. they didn't ever go into hollow moon on this i don't think no well this uh, did they say that they had a base
1: In the middle, I think so.
2: Did they? I don't remember that, but it's very possible. Uh, It's very possible.
1: It doesn't really matter, but yeah. Very, very funny. Uh, I think one of my favorite things was they made a lot of boss in jokes in this. uh, And in the credits they had... (laughs) please don't kill
2: us. Right, exactly. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, They they definitely made fun of him quite a bit, which is, I mean, very apt because it was all about the conspiracy theory, which he is very... Mm -hmm. hates it so much. Hates the moon landing conspiracy. (laughs) Um, And for them to... Yeah, and what was the other... uh, The other thing about the moon landing uh, that they really... Uh, oh, the uh, what do you call it? The craters that the craters were all being created by moonworms. Oh, mm-hmm. and the, that's right—the the moon Nazis. That was the other thing yeah. I was thinking of. And they lived on the dark side of the moon, right? Which is like a <laughs> weird conspiracy about like that uh, um, Hitler went into space instead yeah. that, that he didn't kill himself that he went into space, right?
1: You know, I really love this. This was an extremely funny episode, very, very, very funny. I, I think, I think the two last episodes have been one of my favorite episodes. I, I, I'm, I'm very glad that they kind of got away from that one episode that we didn't like, but uh, they are still continuing to hit, and I, I have this strange feeling that that we are the 200 people on the planet that watches this, but because nobody else is talking about this.
2: Well, it's a bingeable show that came out a while ago, so maybe they were talking about it, you know, a few, mm-hmm. like, months ago. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd give this one a 7.5.
1: Yeah, I, I would actually give it a strong 8. I really
2: like this. I think it was the best episode yet.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Magnus Carlsen, we talked about him. He won the World Chess game, uh, but it seems like he will not do it again.
2: Uh, he says he's going to give up his World Championship title uh, because defending it no longer motivates him. The five-time World Champion retained the title in emphatic style. Uh, it's, this is a quote, it's been clear to me for most of the year that this World Championship should be the last. It doesn't mean as much to me anymore as it once did. I haven't felt the positive outweighs the negative. Uh, for those who Ooh. expect me to play the world championship next time, the chance that they will be disappointed is very great, he said. Yeah? Okay. What do you think about this, you that don't follow chess? Do you understand him? Uh, yeah. Um, he's saying... I mean, it takes a lot of brain power and stuff to do this, and if he feels yeah. like it's not, um, giving fulfilling, him, yeah, yeah, well. and if I think he's also kind of saying like, in a way that he doesn't feel challenged anymore, like yeah. he, nobody, yeah. like what's the point? Nobody can beat me. I might as well give somebody else a chance, mm-hmm. uh, and go out on top almost in a way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you kind of feel bad for, mm, the next opponent, cause maybe they were really looking forward to trying to take on the best. And yeah. if they're not, then if they're taking on number two, uh, yeah. they're always going to look like n- number two, even if they have the world yeah. title, cause they never went against him. Right. Which, so, yeah. uh, I wouldn't say it's selfish, but it almost, if I, I would, I would feel like somebody would talk to him and say, Hey, if somebody, even if there was like, the next title match wasn't him, it was two people against each other, and then maybe the next match he would go against them in, like, a a match to decide who's the real champion kind of thing. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he takes a break, almost. Right, and, and then, but then gives, you know, the new champion the, you know, the credit of being the top guy. But then they'd still have to beat him, which is a whole thing. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he also made it very clear that uh, it does depend on who he uh, who gets uh, this honor. And, I mean, we have to wait. I think it's two years' uh, time. So it could uh, be that he finds the motivation to do it again. I mean, they just interviewed him, like, right after he won. So it could be that he is kind of like, ah... I'm sick of this, I'm tired, so that he will, like, kind of come back and say, oh, I regret saying that, and then we should be welcoming
2: him back, I think, personally. Uh, Chris Wallace, uh, quits Fox News to join CNN. Uh, no, CNN streaming. This is so weird. Uh, for me,
1: Chris Gomez has always been the Fox guy.
2: Uh, not for me. I mean, wasn't he on like ABC News for a really long time? Was he? Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. I did, It's weird to see him go to streaming services. What's weird to me, just mm-hmm. because he, I've always, he's always been like the new, you know, TV news guy. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, he's not a young in
1: to say it that way.
2: Right, isn't where you're saying he's not going to attract the kind of people who watch streaming services? I am saying that.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying it in a mild and nice way, Luke. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, I, I, yeah, I understand that. Uh, apparently they're making a CNN Plus, which is a soon-to-be-launched streaming oh. service. They're hiring a whole bunch of people... Um, they're try- I think the idea is to try to get into the market of, like, online news, which right now, there's already a huge... Like, people already follow the people who they're going to follow, whether it's the Young Turks or whether it's uh, Alex Jones <laughs> or whether it's right. uh, uh, Breaking Points or whatever else, uh, Kyle Kalinski, all these online, um, right. fairly reputable, uh, independent... Journal journalists and news yeah. reporters, CNN's coming in and being like, "Oh, well, we're CNN. We we can. We've already got a name recognition. We'll just come in and take your, you know, get people. yeah. Take take whatever we need uh, to try to fill that space. But I don't see people buying CNN Plus. So I don't know." I, I I'm just happy that we get another plus
1: thing that we have to talk about.
2: Yeah, every single every single station is gonna have a plus, and you're gonna have to buy them like subscribe to everyone individually, uh, and then when you want to cancel one, you're gonna have to go through this huge list of channels that you're subscribing to for like three ninety nine each. Uh, can't wait, Luke. Yeah, it's going to be marvelous. <laughs> It's Web 4.0, yep.
1: (laughs) Remember that? Uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop writer mourns after very quick cancellation by Netflix. It seems like they didn't get the numbers they were looking for, or what?
2: Well, we're not sure, because Netflix never releases their numbers, uh, or very rarely does, so... Right, but I, I'm I'm saying they would not cancel this if, if it was like. Oh, we don't know that. Maybe the no. guy who made it is a huge asshole, and they're like, we don't want to deal with this douchebag anymore. <laughs> not that he is. I'm just saying that's a possibility of what also could have happened. Oh. Um, yeah, true. There's a lot of reasons that the show could get canceled. Money wise, it like didn't. Uh, it cost too much to produce, something like that. Mm. Um, could be. But yeah, they they're canceling it before season two, which they had had plans for. So mm-hmm. they are, had already gotten into like I guess somewhat getting ideas for season two, and then they canceled it midway through uh, the development of the show. So yeah, um, maybe they'll. I'm my, my What I would imagine is they'll shop it around to the many other streaming services that are available to shop it around to IMDb TV maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, I know that you were not a huge fan of this, so I'm I'm guessing you're not super sad about it. I didn't right? really
2: like it. it. It wasn't right. Yeah,
1: I I think it was okay, but uh, it's not going to be on my end of the year list by any means. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a little sad. I guess
2: I will be a little sad for them. If you want a free book. Uh... Or a free Audible trial, you can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Go there, check it out. If you cancel the free trial, you can keep the book. And it helps us out, so help us out. Do it. Uh,
1: It is uh, nearing the end of the year. That means that we're getting a nomination season. Uh, let's talk about the Golden Globes.
2: Okay, uh, something you mentioned to me, The Power of the Dog and Belfast led the film nominees. Uh, Mm -hmm. I really want to see Belfast. That's like one of my top movies on the list to see before, uh, I guess before next week. But I don't think I'm going to see it before next week because I don't even think it's out on uh, streaming service yet, is it? Uh, no, but right, no. The Power of the Dog is on Netflix. Right, I will see that hopefully. Um, anything, any, any of these uh, things you want to? Golden Globes is kind of eh. It's, it's not the Emmys. It's not the Oscars. It's it's a little of both. Uh, what do you think? Anything in here piquing uh, your interest? I mean, I. I
1: kind of want to see some of the foreign films. I have actually seen zero of the foreign films that's nominated. Okay. So that's one of the things that comes to mind. Really want to see Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, "Licorice Pizza" because that is uh, was my uh, biggest uh, anticipation of of this year. So I hope there soon will be uh a version of that out uh, but uh yeah I I, I agree with you uh, Belfast is definitely up there for me um are you surprised by anything uh
2: not well I guess we'll let's do film first and then we can talk about TV a- after that uh since you're you're already talking about t- uh, film um mm. not especially uh in the film Area. Let's see. Uh... I mean, Tick Tick Boom was awful.
1: Uh, so I don't know why that is in the best motion for a musical or comedy. That was abysmal. Don't look up. I can't wait to see this weekend. I hope you. I'm Cyrano, you. has
2: that come out? Because I don't remember us talking about Cyrano at all. <sighs>
1: Not that I can think of now. <laughs>
2: because we would have talked about it if it would have come out, I would assume, unless we skipped it somehow. But, um, yeah, not anything super, like, interesting in here. There's a lot of the movies that I expected to really uh, get... Like, all the movies that are in the places they are, I kind of expected to be there, except for this Cyrano, because I've never heard of it, and there's a whole lot of things it was nominated for, so... Uh, And I guess the television wise, uh, best drama, Squid Game is nominated for that. So that's an interesting Mm. uh, one. I think everybody's kind of going to be rooting for that. But these other shows, I don't know, do you think any of them have a chance? No. (laughs) I was
1: very, very like, nope, I don't think any of them will have a chance. Uh, weird to see only murders in the building being so uh,
2: priced. I think it was good. I thought it was uh, middle of the road, but yeah, you know, I it, there was something weird about it to me. It, it didn't feel genuine. But I'm not. I don't know. I've never been a f- huge fan of those two, even in the past. And then mm. uh, her, she just kind of felt out of place in it to me. Of course, best television series, uh, musical or comedy. Ted Lasso um, nominated there. I don't know if you've ever heard oh. of Ted Lasso and if it was nominated mm, for any no. Emmys um, at all.
1: No, definitely never heard of that sh- in my entire life. Okay. Uh, happy to see Dope Sick nominated so much.
2: Loved Dope Sick. Yeah, that, one of the best. Did I see the that? Show of the year. I don't know if I saw that. Loved Dope Oh, Well, you should see it. Uh,
1: but, yeah, uh, the great uh, uh, Ted Lasso,
2: Reservation Dogs, amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I a sleeper, haven't... for sure. Reservation Dogs was a sleeper that not a lot of people yeah. talked about, but, yeah, it was very good. But I, I wonder if, if uh, yeah, I don't see anything
1: beating Squid Game, and I'm also f- uh, happy to see that he got the uh, nomination for Best Actor.
2: You see Sex in the City anywhere on there, on that list? No, I don't. Hmm, okay. Mm, uh, well, maybe Peloton didn't want them on there because of what happened this week? What happened this week? Uh, Sex in the City came back. I don't know if you heard that. Well, it's called End Just Like That. Okay, uh, well, apparently at the end of the first episode, Mr. Big... Uh, spoilers. Dies. Really quick for anybody. Yeah, dies. Well, dies. I was saying spoilers, dice. and then you did the spoilers dice. as I was saying dice. spoilers. Yeah, he, dies. he but dies. The way he dies is he dies on a Peloton stationary bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so now people are questioning, can Peloton sue over the, uh, the appearance of their bike? Did you look at...
1: Yeah, the stocks just, like, plummeted.
2: Right. They're, like... Yeah. L- Lost a ton of money, so is there? A... <laughs> now people are questioning. Uh... He dies. He By dies. Way. He does die on it. Um... Yeah, the whole thing is kind of funny. Uh, they're saying they estimate the product placement advertising advertising in the show is well over well worth over twenty billion dollars. So that's the, I guess their their argument is like any any publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> yeah i don't think i believe that <laughs> i mean we're talking about
1: them right that that is true we are talking about it
2: but uh i don't know mm. i mean a peloton's kind of a cool idea it seems like I would. yeah it seems like playstation or one of the one of the game companies could have integrated in a thing like this at some point like really easily into their gaming yeah. system like a little module you just attach to anybody's stationary bike that you could buy probably a good for 40 bucks um, mm. it seems like they could have done that a long time ago and Peloton uh, grabbed up that market so uh, movies I've seen some shit movies and I've seen
1: a very good movie and I've seen a ah, it was okay Uh, I'm going to begin with my shit movie of the week, because I'm actually irritated how bad this was. Uh, I saw Fortress, with Bruce Willis. Okay. And, uh, Jesse
2: Metcalf, if you remember him. Oh, Jesse Metcalf, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, this probably will end up on my list of the worst movies of the year if I don't see anything extremely shitty other than this. This is supposed to be this uh, story about this two top secret retirement home for US intelligence office and when like a group of criminals uh, are coming to their like place to take revenge on the people living there they are like forced out of retirement and needs to save his son and blah, blah, blah. It is very, 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 very generic, but it's also extremely bad shot. Uh, I have no clue what, how much this movie costs, but it looks like a a D plus movie in quality. Like the room, the room have better quality of movie than than this this movie. Look, like that's how abysmally bad shot it is. I don't know how they got Bruce Willis into this. Probably a lot, lot
2: of lot of money because. Oh no, he's been I, in so many bad movies lately. He's like. He's the new Nick Cage. He just is like, in all any movie that somebody wants him to be in that will pay him, he's going to be oh, in yeah. that movie. Oh, yeah. He's in tons okay. of bad movies now. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but I, I wonder if that was what they used money on because it couldn't be camera equipment. It couldn't be special effects. It couldn't be uh, a good script. It couldn't be a good director. It couldn't be anything. I'm giving this a fat, big fucking zero. One of the worst movies of the year, shit movie, and it's boring as well. <laughs> An okay. action, mor- action movie that's like boring and
2: trite and yeah, hated it. Hated it. Look, uh, I saw a movie called Encounter. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Nope, not this week. Uh, it has uh, what's his name? Um. Well, let me look it up, but it's about a a guy who, uh, at the beginning, you see, like, all these uh, microorganisms, like, attacking these bugs and taking over their body, and this guy is rushing around, and he goes to his house uh, to pick up his kids that he hasn't seen in a while, because he's been in jail, Uh, and he's... Taking them away from the city to try to get them away because there's going to be like this massive viral outbreak. Uh, mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed, he was in uh he was in that movie where he was like the deaf metal drummer. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think he was definitely nominated for something. I don't know if it was an Oscar. He's a very or... very good actor, right? Yeah. It's got Octavia Spencer in it also. Um, yeah, it, it was like the the whole movie. You're kind of questioning what's going on, whether he's. Whether um, it's real or whether this guy's losing his mind. You know what I mean? And whether these kids can trust him or whether they can't trust him. That's the whole kind of movie. Very well shot, very well acted. The kids are very good in this also. Um, Yeah, not a lot of negatives I can say about it. Other than, like, it was a little bit uh, weird on the messaging. Uh, Like, what... Like what the point of this was, it almost felt like like it was a really cool concept. But then you you think about it afterwards, and you're like, "Well, what was the moral of that story?" Kind of, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I'll give it like a uh, six point five.
1: Uh, a mediocre plus movie uh, is Antlers uh, that I also saw this week. Okay, uh, with Carol Russell and Jesse Plemons. It is, um, I think, I think the plot is kind of the problem here, but, uh, the idea of design of like the beasts, for example, in this, this movie is very good. It's very like slimy and it's a very violent movie, but it feels like it doesn't really come together in anything. And... I understand why it has gotten so bad reviews because, I it, the plot is is bad. Right? I'm I'm not going to say anything other than it's 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 not that good. Uh, I but I do think that uh, especially Carrie uh, Russell was amazing in this. Uh, but it feels very silly, and I don't think they wanted it to. Look that or uh, silly it it just feels like a lot of like scary things presented and and not of it kind of sticks uh so I'm going to give it a six i think a really mediocre i I'm kind of disappointed in this movie uh
2: I guess the only other movie I saw was *The Unforgiven*, which we saw together, mm-hmm. uh, starring what, Sandra Bullock. It had Viola Davis, Vincent D'Onofrio, and John Burn That's how, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about a about a woman uh, who's oh, she gets out of prison. I guess is the best place to start. Uh, and she's trying to get her life back together. And we find out she has a daughter that doesn't know about her. Uh, and she's trying to get back in touch with her. So it's like kind of a mm-hmm. story about this woman who wants to uh, reconnect with uh, her lost family uh, after mm-hmm. going to jail for they say twenty years, which is kind of confusing. But I guess it works. We realized in a way, yeah. right? Yes, it did. Yeah, because there's definitely some twists and turns in the story where you they 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 give you the good old fashioned double twist in this one kind of mhm yeah yeah no uh, i cried it made me cry
1: uh uh i thought this was uh, much better than everyone else seemed to to like it. critics did, really didn't like this movie, well, it's
2: kind so. of like imdb it's got a 7.2 out of 10 rotten tomatoes yeah. though it's got a 40 Metacritic has got a 41 but then Google users has got a 92 so mm-hmm. right
1: yeah it's it's very bipolar between uh,
2: critics yeah and,
1: and uh, real people you know
2: I, let me look at the audience I, score really quick Uh 80, I, 81 I've, audience score on run 81 yeah so yeah.
1: yeah that's and that's saying something
2: I, I really didn't understand
1: why why every critic didn't like this Um... It is a little tiny bit too slow, uh, there are some plot points that are kind of a little weak, but I think it's bestly best summarized in, in It Made Me Cry and Sandra Bullock is very
2: good. Well, I, I can f- see how whenever they cut to, like, the police station scenes, it almost felt like a network TV cop drama almost. Mm. The way it was shot, the way the the dialogue was. Um, so in that sense, I can understand why the critics would uh, see that as a negative and then maybe a consumer wouldn't even notice it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, so mm. I can... Maybe those kind of little tiny differences is what changed... Uh, I don't know. I'd give it uh, a six, though. I I mean, I don't think it was terrible. I I liked the storyline elements. I did think there certain acting, certain actors weren't great um, in this specifically, and the some of the camera work wasn't amazing. It was mm. you know mid mid tier for sure. Uh, so it it but the storyline was pretty interesting and entertaining. The ending kind of le- left me. Wanting more, so
1: yeah, uh, I gave it a, a seven point uh, five. Actually, I, I, I think yeah, uh, I, I like movies that that moves me, and I, I, I think uh, putting Sandra Bullock in in such a role was very like, I was very surprised how good she was in this, and like I said, I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it.
1: But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see (laughs) some other movies. Uh, Hey, look, you hate musicals, don't you? I do. Uh, What is your favorite musical? I know, the answer.
2: (laughs) Well, the original West Side Story, but now you're not allowed to say that because it's super problematic, which is why they're making the new West Side Uh, Story.
1: (laughs) It is super problematic.
2: I wonder what you will think about the new one.
1: Uh, should we see the trailer? Oh yeah, let's check out the trailer. So now we're going to hear Sound of Music. Oh, that's not Sound of Music.
2: No, it's Cats.
0: Leh is Rock?
2: No. This is I my would, first time in
1: New York City. I would pay it. Good money to see a remake
2: of Cats by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. They're like, let's get somebody who is totally out of place doing a musical. Tonight is
1: about family.
2: He has never done
1: done a musical before. So. The first
2: gringo boy who smiles at you. It will be
1: interesting to see.
2: Well did I he go, hey I wanna do West Side Story, or were they like, hey, you know who we should get to do West Side Story? No, it was his passion project. Okay.
1: I mean it looks like the original to
2: be fair. getting sold or wrecked or uh, being taken over by people that I don't yeah, f- the way they're filming it makes it look like having that old school film grain on it and stuff. Love that.
1: I'm gonna yeah. think for myself.
2: But yeah, no, There's a I lot of um camera flare happening. For- yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Any more camera flare in the background? You could have happen. Shut up. <laughs> There's another one. Once you see it, it's like you can't no, unsee yeah. it. Look at that! It's everywhere. <laughs> Come on. I don't mind. It's like that first Star Trek movie where like, you could barely see what was going on because the flares were like... Oh, that was really It's not that bad. It's not as bad as that, I'll be honest. But, I mean, we're just watching a trailer. So. It's very colorful. Oh, yeah. I'll say that. It is. Uh Steven
1: Spielberg's West Side Story. I mean, yeah. I... It's kind of sad. Uh, he died right after this uh, Suddenberg, so... Uh, anyway, what is this probably Oscar-nominated movie,
2: let's be fair,
1: <laughs> uh, all about? Uh,
2: what's Side Story, love at first sight strikes when the young Tony spots Maria at a high school dance in 1957 in New York City. Their burgeoning romance helps to fuel the fire between the warring jets and sharks to rival gangs vying for control of the streets. See, I think Mm -hmm. one thing that makes it look decent is that they didn't try to do it, like, in 2021. They did it in the 50s. uh, right? that would be abysmal. Uh, It's got 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% on Metacritic, uh, 83% of Google users liked it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, I went to Google,
1: okay. and um, uh, let's see, one star, uh, Juan Adolf-Williams says, Spielberg directing is lethargic without any dynamics. I have no clue what that means, but sure. Um, the director of photography hasn't the slightest idea how to ph- photograph jazz dance. And his overhead eternal shots are impossible to edit. In any other empathic shots, I feel for the editing sh- team. He gives it one star.
2: This guy must uh, be the world's best director. Like who? Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, another one.
1: Uh, Jamine Lopez said, "You have to be, uh, one star. You have to be kidding me." My wife asked me t- to watch it. And since it was from Steven Spielberg, I said, well, why not? Probably one of the worst movies I have ever seen. I fell asleep through the whole movie. Well, then you didn't watch it, did you? I might uh, uh, might have enjoyed uh, if it was a cartoon animated movie. (sighs) Why the fuck did you go and see this movie? I think the critics are giving it good reviews and getting uh, paid to say uh, nice things about the movie. They have ruined the classic one.
2: Uh, Let's see. This one was from Facebook. Bobby Green Jr. says, I enjoy the story and the raw emotion of the movie. Highly recommend it. Um, Liz Garcia says she recommends it. An amazing cast of Latino-Hispanic... Latinos slash Hispanics incorporated into West Side Story, I can honestly say it's worthy of presence to watch and support. Spielberg is one of the greatest filmmakers ever. Overall, great cast, dancing, and performance. Okay. Um, but Multi 12 on IMDb says, 1 out of 10, uh, I regret I did not walk out of the theater and watch this whole boring movie. Uh, boring, full of hate movie. I, It's just terrible and there's not enough killings in the news. Go and watch this hate movie and why would even why would even produce it? Shame. I don't even know why they didn't like it. Uh, but. <laughs> David Roach has one star.
1: Best nap ever. I took a nap and the movie was still not over.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Tim Blair 12 says uh, think cats without hairballs just an awful bomb with a $150 million budget and a lousy $10 million opening in the new movie Spielberg and screenwriter Tony Kirchner worked to correct the original movie stereotypical decisions uh, but I guess he didn't like it so uh, also coming out
1: uh, National Championships This sounds like a movie for me. Uh, Three days before college football national championship game, star quarterback LaMarcus James and teammate uh, Emmett Sadre ignite player strike, declaring that they won't compete until student-athletes are fairly compensated. With billions of dollars at risk and legacies on the line, the stakes couldn't be higher. Now, in the only hour until kickoff, uh, their head coach... Various power Brokers must race against the clock to protect or destroy the prevailing colleging athlete system. Jesus Christ that sounds boring. Uh, JK Simmons uh, and Kristen Shenowa? That's weird. Uh, okay. Uh, this has six out of ten on MDB, sixty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-two on Metacritic and 75% of Google users
2: liked the movie. Uh, Red Rocket. A washed up porn star clashes with an estranged wife after returning to his hometown in Texas. Um, starring Brie Elrod, Susanna Son, and Simon Rex. Uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. 76% on Metacritic. Eight, or 74% of Google users liked it. Hmm.
1: Uh, The Heating Game. Resolving to archive professional success without compromising her ethics, Lucy embarks on a ruthless game of one-upmanship against cold and efficient nemesis Joshua, a rivalry that is uh, complicated by her growing attraction to to him. This sounds uh, not at all generic. Uh, Lucy Hale, uh, Austin Starwell, uh, it has 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider, and
2: 65% of Google users like this movie. Uh, white on White, the photographer goes to a southern tip of Chile to capture the wedding of a powerful landowner. His client is uh, absent and... As he waits for the wedding, which keeps getting postponed, he becomes obsessed with the young bride and her overall beauty. Oh, that's interesting. If you like love, love mm-hmm. stories, I guess. Ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, six point three out of ten, and nine Seventy-five percent of Google users liked it. Uh, I don't, I don't see any. Oh, here we go. Alfredo Ca- Castro and uh, P- Pilar Lopez de Alia.
1: Mhm Horses
2: Latitudes
1: that sounds like a weird title for a movie on the brink of resigning herself to a life of independence a young woman visits an old flame and takes one last shot at committed a relationship John Beaver's Caitlin Stacy um uh, this has 4.1 out of 10 on IMDB
2: And finally, being the Ricardos, in 1952, Hollywood power couple Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz faced a series of personal and professional crises that threatened their careers, their relationship, and their hit TV show. Uh, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% on Metacritic, 78% of Google users liked it. Uh, Who's this starring Nicole Kidman from? Uh, Javier Mm -hmm. Bardem J.K. Simmons uh, Aaliyah Chakwart Yeah Two
1: J.K. Simmons movies this week
2: Oh, and it's directed
1: by Aaron Sorkin It is Mm -hmm. Can you guess what movie I want to
2: see the most? Uh, Probably West Side Story No, it's being the Ricardos I think that's the one I want to see the most too
1: Yeah, I have a rule for everybody that doesn't know I will watch anything Nicole Kidman
2: is in, and that that goes that tops uh, the new West Side Story, which is that's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, that is pro uh, rule. All right, coming next week: news of the week, <laughs> TV of the week, and movies of the week. Uh, Inside Job episode eight review, another digital review of Nightmare Alley, and then we're also doing what best. We? Oh, top five best worst movies, films of 2021. hmm Our own personal lists of it's what we've to... seen this year. Not of all movies, only the movies we've personally seen. So Froze's list mm-hmm. is going to be different than my list, obviously, because we've seen different movies. But sometimes, honestly, they overlap quite a bit in, in certain areas. <laughs> because we tend to see a
1: lot of the same movies.
2: Well, there's that. I mean, and there's only so many movies that come out, and there's only so many mm-hmm. that you would want to see out of the year. But that's why sometimes the bad list is the most interesting, is because mm-hmm. uh, there's so many really bad movies, and usually you see bad movies separate. Like, because if I see a yep. bad movie and then I go, oh, that was terrible, there's a less yeah. chance that Fro is going to go out and see it, right? So, yep. yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, no. We are now getting into
1: our holiday seasons. Uh, That meaning that we're doing best movies next week. The week after that, we will do TV, and then we in the first show of the year, we have the biggest scandal tournament that we do every year now, and then we have our most anticipated. So now it's it's going to be four shows. I'm looking very much forward to. It is probably my favorite. Uh, four shows of the year to to be fair. Yeah. Uh
2: hopefully there's not a whole lot of news and then we can they won't be insanely ridiculously long shows, but yeah, it should be fun. Probably going to be in the incredibly ridiculous long shows.
1: That is my prediction. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean yeah, I can I can know. always <laughs> I can always kind of tap uh, out a little bit of this or that and be like, oh, we don't need to talk about that, really. We don't need, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, uh, Jeremy around. Uh, oh, right, let me open my little thing. Uh, I guess what was... What? Gus, I, I really want to talk about Gus Johnson. Okay. I didn't want to I because, mean, like, I was such a huge fan, and, it, I mean, it's been I a know, thing now for a while. I know. Uh... And I, I'm just kind of now reckoning with it because Eddie Burback so came psyched. out this week and said, yeah. uh, kind of finally said, okay, the the podcast is not coming back. We're done. Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, it seemed like they're not even friends anymore. Which like, yeah, I've heard the story and I know what happened with his girlfriend. And I was like, okay, that's pretty bad. But like. I'm not really sure how bad, like, how how hard he was pushing or, you know, that kind of thing. How manipulative yeah. or whatever he was being. But to hear that, it, like, one of his best friends, like, they're not friends anymore over it makes me go, okay, this must have been pretty yeah. bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he so, would know better than us, obviously. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's
1: why I wanted to talk to you about it because... He came out of it. Uh, he talked talked about it. If he didn't come out and talked about it, I, I would probably not mention it. But since Ade came out and talked about it, I I kind of felt like it was it was okay to do it.
2: Yeah, and I feel I mean he's back. Well, I don't. He's not back, but he uh, I'm. Uh, Gus released a video on his channel of, like a week ago or something. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and kind of like the backlash had kind of subsided and everything and then he released a video and everybody brought it back up again and like I think it was probably too soon for him to release a video like I don't think Mm -hmm. what he did is like it's cancelable in in a certain way but I don't think it's it's not like Harvey Weinstein level cancel or anything like that you know what I'm saying but it is really bad
1: it is extremely bad Uh, I don't know how I feel about it because like you said uh, he's one of he was one of my favorite uh, uh, people that made content for YouTube, and it's kind of like when you see one of your your like big heroes do something so incredibly stupid. You 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 go a little like, Ugh,
2: geez, I, I think no. the other thing is he always kind of portrayed or and probably is like a really nice decent person. Like it was always mm-hmm. and like. But was that always just a character and can you mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's that whole like dyna dynamic, like of course a lot of, like it there's not it's not hundred percent genuine when you're doing anything online. It's like there's always a little bit of a character, a little bit of a mask or whatever, but like mm. I don't know. Um that also is a whole big dynamic of, of what happened with him is and yeah. Uh, that he was always just seemed like such a nice guy. So to hear something about him being a horrible person, it, it goes yeah. against everything you thought of, of him before that. So it was just a big yeah. jump from one thing to the other, which makes it even weirder. Uh, Hassan, uh, being cancelled, yeah, that was funny. Being cancelled, what do you mean? No,
1: I, I mean, uh, he he went, uh, his his stream
2: got uh, cancelled, got banned. It. He got banned, banned yeah. from Twitch, right? Yeah. As well as, not just him, a few other people. Uh, for using the word cracker. Mm-hmm. When I think of cracker, I think of biscuits. Uh, like Piker, eating crackers. Piker used the word during a sign-off on a stream on Monday while talking about two of his moderators, also Twitch users who help him run his channel, and he got banned for using it. So he called his own moderators crackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the stream, Piker said he's... Been called a cracker more times than every single one of you, referring to the people commenting on his channel chat. Uh, <coughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? I think it's a big hoopla for absolutely nothing. I think it's actually really bad. Um, it it in a way like puts uh, the word cracker, which in America if people don't know can be used as like a derogatory term towards a white person. If they're, if you wanted it to be, but it doesn't have like the same history as other words that are derogatory towards people. Right. So to do this, and it almost puts it on the same level as those words and gives, and it's not right. Definitely not. And then gives power to people who say that that is on the same level as it. So it's like, that's not, that's bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Mark Robber, uh, new glitter bump 4.0. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. Yeah, well, very fun. That's a tradition he does, and I hope he keeps it up, because that's kind of like the highlight.
2: <laughs> Again,
1: like a yearly
2: thing that you're looking forward to. It's so funny. Yeah, he even pointed out that people have kind of been like, what, are you just going to keep doing this every year and every year? And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it every year. I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's if fine. I Like, there's something a little weird about it, like, uh, I don't know, invasion of privacy issues or whatever, but, like, mm. these are people doing bad things, I suppose. But the one thing I'm I always think is, like, well, these people that are, some of them at least, maybe not all of them, but some of them may be stealing because they're in a really bad situation, especially after sure. the pandemic and everything. So it's like, I don't know if those people really need to be put on camera or whatever. Um, there's something weird about it there, but it's still entertaining. Uh, Facebook came out this week. Uh, let's see. Andrew Bosworth, uh, a Facebook executive, said. Uh, his his argument for Facebook um, hurting people he says social media doesn't hurt people people hurt people. Uh, mm. He said he said that P- if you have a problem with users believing mis believing in misleading con- COVID nineteen content, you have an issues issue with those people, not Facebook. That's what he actually said. Okay. Um. Oh. Wh- yeah. What do you think about that? Like, is it Facebook's? I mean, there's a lot, that's the big idea is that like it's Facebook's fault for all this misinformation, but is it no. the people who are sharing it's that misinformation? Is yeah. it those people you should be going after? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's not like Facebook is posting po- COVID-19 information. It's uh-huh. people on Facebook who are posting that information. So I don't know. That's a weird gray area in my mind
1: uh times person of the year is elon musk Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) this was a big controversy for some reason people hate Uh, hate elon musk that's why a uh, lot of people he's a very controversial figure so uh for them to do this um made a lot of people very unhappy
1: i was happy (laughs) but yeah though i i think this is it is it, it is a little like strange that they want to cancel the times just because he's the, the person of the year. I mean, they have had worse persons of the
2: year. I mean, Hitler was person of the year. Was he? Time, so yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, time cited the breadth of Musk's endeavors fr- from his founding of SpaceX in two thousand two to his hand in the creation of alternative energy companies in addition to Tesla. So. Mm. I mean, he has done a lot of really amazing... Like, Tesla has kind of been, you know, a huge thing, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Artist gets her Instagram account uh, taken down because her Instagram handle, Fro, was at mm-hmm. Metaverse. And so they they just took her... They just took it. <laughs> Wow. She's like that was like my account and I had I you know I had followers on there and I was artist who was doing business and they right. just took my account, right? Which is kind of a bully really not cool move obviously. I mean they should have at least paid her
1: some money. Like some compensation.
2: Right, yeah, like, that literally happens uh, all the time on, like, TikTok, Instagram, and things like that, where people get a huge amount of followers on their page, and then Mm -hmm. somebody will come in and be like, hey, I'll buy your handle from you, and use your, like, I'll use your account with all these followers, that way I can promote my own bullshit or whatever. Uh, That happens all the time, so for them not to do it on their own platform is ridiculous. Did you see this? uh pro wrestler who attacked a referee yeah i
1: did yeah
2: i it apparently the guy had like gone he had triggered was triggered by PTSD from like being in being in war that's what i that's okay. what i'm to understand and like just huh. totally lost it and just attacked this referee like he didn't even know what he was doing which is that's huh. terrifying well uh, I think we should end with the
1: biggest news of the year uh, this this week uh, Trisha Peters is married
2: oh I totally yeah uh, yeah yeah big wedding and everything and I people were of course being the internet speculating that horrible things were happening but I don't believe any yeah. of that those rumors no. really I think it's all just no. bullshit
1: uh and uh, that uh, uh moses was trying to escape
2: yeah that's what i was talking was about yeah i don't even want to talk about it because it's just i don't even want to so stupid i don't even want to like continue the rumor anywhere like it's just dumb it's <laughs> so, st- <laughs> so stupid but yeah no uh congratulations uh trish uh
1: you're more than welcome on our podcast if you to sure
2: yeah uh, we'll have okay. an eggnog mukbang for Christmas, even egg though mug I mug hate bang. eggnog. Ugh, yeah, I hate eggnog. Who likes it? <laughs> what is this love for? Is eggnog even a thing in Norway?
1: Yes, okay. I have tasted
2: it, and it's awful. God, um, it's so bad. All right.
1: Yeah, it's it's really really well.
2: Now, uh, well, now we can cancel our eggnog mukbang. I, I suppose.
1: Okay. Uh, well, uh, from cold, uh, dark, and a little bit now mood norway goodbye everybody goodbye everybody
2: bye bye everybody
0: another digital another digital another digital citizen 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 another Citizen. citizen